Thank you so much, Johanna, and thank you everyone, whether you're listening live or watching this on video or uh, listening to it virtually later. Doesn't matter. Welcome, 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 wherever you are in the world. Uh, this is called the Spiritual Laws of Nature for a reason, and that reason is, uh, as most of you know, this all started with me uh, about 28 years ago with my wife who uh, was severely depressed, clinically depressed. We did all the different drugs. We did all the different uh, minerals and nutritions, and nothing helped. We did all kinds of techniques, and she was always still depressed. And I mean depressed almost to a suicidal point. Well, what did that mean? It meant we'd addressed everything, really, physically and mentally. And she was still depressed. And then I came across an ancient manuscript written about 3,000 years ago from uh, the gentleman who many believe is the smartest uh, regular man who ever lived on planet Earth. His name was Solomon. And he said this, Guard your heart above everything else, for from it flows all of the issues of life. And I asked three scholars, independently, who didn't know each other, but they were scholars in that original language. And I asked them, okay, what Solomon says here, would that apply to cancer? Would that apply, apply to depression? Would that apply to relationship issues? Would that apply to your career and finances? And the answer in every case was yes, 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 yes. It, it applies... It basically means any problem you can have, it comes from whatever Solomon is calling the spiritual heart. And so to me, that was a turning point moment in my life and with my marriage and with hope in her depression. Because from that point on, I believed, and I believe that my work over the last 20 years has basically proved proven this, that she was depressed because of spiritual reasons, not mental or physical. And I now believe that there's a spiritual cause at the root of basically any problem you can have in your life. And so, you know, we would never dream of going up to a third on top of a 30-story building and jumping off, okay? None, none of us would do that. That's crazy because we know we can't defeat gravity. It is an irresistible force, okay? Well, what I believe is that the spiritual laws of nature are even more set in concrete and you cannot violate them without paying a price usually spiritually, mentally, and physically. And that's exactly what had happened to Hope. That's what has been the case with myself, almost every client I've had over 30 years, people who've read my books in 50 states, 173 countries. They have all been working on spiritual issues to heal the root of their health issues. So to me, the spiritual laws of nature are the missing key 
to just about anything or everything you can name in your life. And um, so this week, this week we've been talking about what I call the five questions, all right? And this week is the greatest truth in the history of the universe, a truth that if you can grab it, believe it, uh, apply it to your life, integrate it with your programming and software, and start to operate according to this truth, it can change your life, your health, your emotions for better, and, and very often quickly, and very often almost like you would say, it, it's almost like magic or a miracle, okay? And uh, I love the one for this week, okay? So we've already covered what's the meaning of life. We've already covered your, your specific purpose in your life. We covered last week the greatest lie that can keep you your entire life from your best life. And this week is number four, the greatest truth. And here it is. Here it is, okay? There are two kinds of love that exist in the world. And I call them fake love and real love. And what most people are, are meaning when they say, I love you, or they think about love, is not the real one, it's the fake one. And so they go throughout their life, and if you came to that person and asked them the question, hey, do you love your wife? Hey, do you love your children? And children may be the exception to this. I mean, sometimes you really with real love, love your children, but maybe with fake love, everyone else. Well, how do you tell the difference? Real love is unconditional. It's forever. It's no matter what. Uh, I, I, I'll never forget, I was counseling a, a gentleman who had been estranged from his son for like 20, 30 years, and it was the biggest issue in his life by far, and it dominated in a negative way every single day of his life. And I asked him, I said, well, what happened? And he said, well, I don't love him anymore, which I doubted then and now. And I said, well, okay, well, explain that to me. And he said, well, I've been over backwards for years, done everything I could do to help him, and uh, 20 years ago, we had this huge argument and he actually spit in my face in anger. Now think about that a minute. Would that be hard for you? Boy, that would be hard for me if someone in anger and hatred literally spit in my face and then turned off and walked away and said, I never want to see you again. Well, that's what happened to this gentleman. And he said, you know, I've got a line, and he crossed the line. So I don't love him anymore, but it's the biggest problem, and it can never be healed, and it's going to kill me, I know, um, but, but that's the deal. Ladies and gentlemen, real love has no line. It has no expiration date. It has no, but if they did that, no. Real love is all in forever, no matter what. More pain, less pain. More pleasure, less pleasure. Get the end results I want. Don't get the end results I want. It doesn't matter. Love, love loves more and more all the time. 
But that is only true with the real love. The fake love is conditional. In other words, I love you as long as it's doing for me what I need or not doing to me the thing that is going to cause me pain. As long as I can arrange things like that, yeah, I'm in. I, I love. That's why the divorce rate's 50%. 100% of couples get together thinking they'll stay together, at least hoping that, but one out of every two has a line. I did too when I married Hope. Real love has no line. So, are you living in your life today real love or fake love? And do you have real love with, with a person or two and fake love with the others? The thing that will heal you in your life, in your mind, in your emotions, more than anything else I know of, and, and it's, it's confirmed by medical tests. The, log, the largest study ever done in the history of the world on the human condition done at Harvard. The end result, happiness equals love. And it's the real kind. Full stop. End of discussion. So, here's the bottom line, and I'll, I'll shut up and we'll take questions if we have some. Um... If you're living your life by fake love, which is really a business deal, I'll do this if you'll do that. I won't do this if you don't do that. Okay, that's not love. That's a business deal. If you're living your love by fake love, the fake love is an illusion that pulls you into the quicksand of stress and getting what I want when I want it which is the path that will turn your immune system off or down, give you negative emotions, negative feelings, negative thoughts, etc. Okay? So that's really the diagnosis, is what are you experiencing in your life? Are you experiencing positive thoughts, feelings, energy in your body, good health, uh, etc., or negative thoughts, negative feelings, negative emotions at times when your life is not in imminent danger? If so, I can guarantee you, at least in some area of your life, you're living fake love instead of real love. And you need to switch it to real love. Now, last thing. For a lot of people, it's not just so easy as hearing the explanation and then saying, okay, I choose real love starting right now for the... No, most people can't do that by willpower. They have too much negative energy, too many negative memories with lies and untruths in them to do that. You have to maybe a step at a time, a step at a day, commit and move closer and closer in those relationships to living real love instead of fake and and probably 50 times a day at first, taking the temperature to see what the way I am thinking and acting toward this, is that real love or fake love? If, if someone spit in my face, is that it? Do I have a line, or is it forever and ever, amen, no matter what happens? Real love will absolutely, like a rudder on a ship, take you to your best possible life. Fake love 
will trick you in, into thinking you're on the right path and will take you to a life with regret, anger, stress, anxiety, health problems, relationship difficulties, etc. And all the while you'll be thinking, what am I doing wrong? I say I love you all the time. It has to be the real kind. So that's the greatest truth is that there's two kinds of love and the great majority of people, at least that I've known in my life, and this was the case with Hope and I as well, until we kind of crashed in our life, most people are living more by the fake kind than the real kind, and that's where the problem's coming from. So um, please watch the YouTube videos and, where I'm trying not to just give you the sort of philosophy but also the practical solution of how you change these things. But uh, that's what this week is. There's two kinds of love. You better be living the right ones or you're going to pay for it just like jumping off a building. Okay, Johanna, any questions? Hey, Marilyn, my dear sweet Marilyn, welcome. Let, let me deal with uh, with the uh, I think the second one first. Um, the negotiation. Okay, I I, I believe that probably ninety nine point nine percent of the time, um, and and I'm not sure there's a one tenth, but maybe there is. But the great majority of the time, if you keep talking, if you keep working, if you keep negotiating in love, in truth, you can find a win-win situation, win-win-win situation to almost everything. Now, I'm not saying the person that every person will necessarily agree 
that it's the win, win, win for them. I'll give you an example. I had a couple come to me and their son had just tried to commit suicide. All right. And, um, and so now the son was out of the hospital back at home, but uh, the doctors and the parents, of course, were afraid of a recurrence, and he had been into drugs and some other stuff like that that had uh, precipitated the event, and so they had to negotiate a situation of where the son could be at home and have as much freedom as possible because he felt like he needed that and didn't need to feel like squeezed, but for him to recover, he had to be in a situation where he could not get his hands on drugs and that sort of thing. So the win-win-win they came up with, the doctors and the parents believed 100%. It was absolutely the win for the son with what they had arranged, where he had as much freedom as possible, but still was not able to get to the drugs to continue his addiction. Now, the cool thing, and this almost always happens, is that months and months later, in fact, it may have been a year and a half later, I counseled with them again, and at that point, the son did believe it had been win-win-win, but admitted he did not feel that way at the time. And sometimes that's the case, that one person disagrees, but... It's, it's, it's because they're being unduly influenced by something like an addiction or hatred or anger or, or something like that, okay? So I'm not necessarily saying that every participant is going to agree at the time that it is win-win-win, but that the people who are living and acting in love and truth don't stop until they feel like they have gotten to that place. That is, we're doing what is best for everybody here, even if it may be uncomfortable to some. The other, th the other thing you said is, you're right, you can only negotiate with someone if they're willing to. So if they're not willing to, you just do the best you can and love them anyway. And, and, and hope and pray that a, that a better situation will present itself later, if possible, but your job is to love them even in their position of not being willing to negotiate. If you don't, it'll eat you alive from the inside out, not them. So, does that help? Yes, it does. Thank you. Okay. Yep. And, and great question. Great question. All right, Johanna.